All right, I will say good morning, good morning. Let us, let us begin. We're going to begin today by thanking our, to t- thanking our sponsors for today's daf. To thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Tishrei Avram and Shane D. Kelman for dedicating all the shiurim this month in memory of their parents. Jack Bennett for dedicating the shiurim this month in memory of Givati Brigade First Sergeant Nikolai Rappaport. And Dr. Linda Weinberg for dedicating the shiurim this month in memory of her husband, Dr. Paul Weinberg. Peretz Moshe Ben Avram David. We thank Ira and Miriam Grossman for dedicating the week of learning. In commemoration of the yard side of Ira's father, Melvin E. Grossman, who was a member of the 65th Infantry Division during World War II. His unit is recognized as helping to liberate three concentration camps. We hope that in the merit of our Tamatara, all of the Neshamas will have an Aliyah, the families in the Chama, and we thank, uh, we thank very much all, everyone for their incredible generosity. Let's say also just a very special welcome to Rebelli Dolman, who is joining our shir today, Baruch Hashem. The Dolman's moved in around, uh, I won't make you stand up, moved in, moved in around Shavuos, but I think around Shavuos or so. Baruch Hashem, so we welcome Eli, and, and uh, Baruch Haba to Dr. Elman, who's, uh, who's back joining us. Mamish, v'shavu banim l'gvulam. Baruch Hashem, it's incredible, uh, incredible to have back. And mazel tov on the bar mitzvah of your enikol. Mazel tov, mazel tov. Ah, the home mishpacha. We have an Elman table here today, Baruch Hashem. Incredible, right? So we'll see with that. Let us, let us begin. So we have a beautiful daf ahead of us today. Today's daf is Yud Tess. Also, thank you to Rabkam and Akiva for giving this year yesterday. We are picking up on Yud Tess 19a, second line down from the top. Tan Rabbanon. Klishinit Mame Erev Yamtiv. Ein Makbilin also Ben Ashmash. So we'll say a very interesting case. If you have a clear utensil which became Tame, Ben Ashmashas. Twilight period. So what's Talacha? We don't go ahead and tovel it. So just to illustrate, this is a very specific case. This is Erev Yomtev. So meaning, let's say just for example, Yomtev starts Monday night for argument's sake. You want to be tovel a kli. You cannot be tovel a kli bein hashmashus on Erev Yomtev. Rabbi Shimon ben Shizuri Omer Af Bechol. Shimon Shizuri says you can't even do this even during the week. Forget about Erev Yomtev. Forget about going into Yomtev. You can't do this during the week as well. Let's take a look at Rashi for just a moment. In Yesterday's daf was all about the fact that you cannot go ahead and be tovel kalim on Yomtev. We saw three different reasons why there's a problem with being tovel kalim on Yomtev. Whatever the reasons are, we saw this. So therefore, again, Ben Hashmashas in general in Halacha is a Suffolk period of time. In other words, we're not sure. Is it Yom? Is it Laila? Therefore, again, it makes sense that Erev Yomtiv, going into Yomtiv, you cannot be told the Kalim, Ben Hashmashas. What Shimon Shazuri brings along and he comes along and says, you can't even be told the Kalim, Ben Hashmashas during the week as well. Now look at Rashi, Af Bechol, Im Anuro and Adam Hamat Bilkli Ben Hashmashas. We'll say, so Rashi assumes over here that Rav Shemin Shazuri's logic is as follows. When a kli becomes tame, a kli, like a person, requires herav shemesh. Right? So you have a kli that becomes tame, you want to go and be and, and, and be tovel it. You put in the mikvah, it needs, it requires a sunset in order for it to become tahar. So the concern over here that Rabbi Shem Shizuri has is as follows. If you see a guy running to be tovel his kli bin ashmashas, 
What's the concern? What's the concern? That he assumes that Ben Hashmoshos is still day. He intends on using it immediately after Tevila. And because of the possibility that Ben Hashmoshos is Laila, really you have to wait until the next day or the next sunset in order to be able to be told, in order to be able to use it. Therefore, Shimon Shizuri says, we would stop a guy from toveling a Kli Ben Hashmoshos even during the week. Says the Gemara, but doesn't the Tanakhama have the same concern about Herav Shemesh? In other words, say, this notion that Halacha Lamaisa, we should stop a guy from being Tovel a Kli Ben Hashemoshos even during the week because we're concerned that the Kli is not going to have Herav Shemesh. Doesn't that concern also apply to the Tanakhama? Why is only Rabbi Shemesh Azuri concerned about Rabbi? So listen to this. Amar Rava. So Rava says, Ashkechisinu l'Rabban and the Be'Rab Diyasi Ka'amri. I found the students of the Yeshiva of Rav who are sitting and contemplating the following idea. What's the machlokis Tanakam B'Shem Shizuri? B'machshavto nikeres mitoch masov kamiflagi. What are they arguing about? We'll say a very profound idea. Can we discern a person's intentions through his actions? Can we, concern, can we discern your intentions through your actions? Ve'echi dami, what's the case? What does this mean? Ve'echi dami, kigon dinokit manabiyah devarayit va'azol b'nashmoshos latbulei. Because we'll say, what's the case? The case is we see a guy running to the mikvah with a clean his hand, ben in order to immerse it. That's what we see. So the Shail Rabosa becomes, how do we interpret those actions? So ultimately, again, one opinion says that Allah so we assume the guy knows that the Kli requires Herav Shemesh before use. Look at Rashi. Made the Yada Debai Herav Shemesh. Fahinu Deroit, Kisavar Lahasik, Lahaspik, Kodimit Yasayom, Ukishira Shalo Yaspik, Horelubala Mikva, Gomer Tvilaso, Umantin Milishtamishbo, Ad Shiyarif Shimsholomachar. The first opinion, which is the Tanakama holds, when we see a guy running to the Mikvah, Beinash Mashas to immerse his utensil. Why is he running to the Mikvah? Why? Why? Because he knows that a Kli requires Herav Shemesh. He knows that. And he's trying to get in the Tvil last minute so that today's sunset could work for him. But the Tanakhama says if he gets to the mikvah and he realizes, ah, you know what, it's already after daytime, he's going to realize that today's Herav Shemesh doesn't work. He could still immerse it, but he'll wait till tomorrow's Herav Shemesh in order to go ahead and use the Kli. Umar Savar, Shimon Shizuri holds, at the end of the day, why is he running? Why is he running? He's running because he has work to do, right? He, at the end of the day, he has work to do with the Kli. He's coming late from work. He's not running because he thinks that he's going to miss sunset. Maybe he doesn't even know about the concept of Herav Shemesh. So therefore, I will say, so what this, just to understand, this is now Rava. This is now Rava. Uh, yeah, Rava speaking. And Rav saying, that's the machlokis from Shimon Shizuri and the Tanakama. When you see a guy running with a kli to the mikvah, right? Benash Mashas, how do we interpret those actions? Machshavto nikaret misoch masov. How do you interpret his intentions through his actions? The Tanakama will say he's racing to the mikvah because he knows he needs Herav Shemesh. Probably by the time he gets to the mikvah, it's going to be too late. He's going to realize that. He'll immerse anyway, but wait to use the kili until when? Until when? Until tomorrow. Rav Shizuri says, no, maybe the guy's running because he has some work he has to do with this kli. That's why he's racing to the mikvah, 
but he could be totally clueless about Harav Shemesh. And therefore, he may end up immersing it, thinking that it's fit for use, not realizing that it's not fit for use until tomorrow's sunset. Therefore, Rabbi Shimon Shazuri says, whenever we see someone trying to immerse a kli during Ben Hashemashas, we stop him. We stop him. Not just by Yom Tiv, but even by Chol as well. So the Gemara says, V'amin Allah, Barava said, I feel like this. Ano, so Rava says, I think in general, when it comes to if you see a guy running to the mikvah, with a clean in his hand, we could assume that what that really means is he knows about the din of Harav Shemesh and he's trying to beat the clock. It's a race against the clock. So what's the machlokis here? What's the case over here? The case over here is where you have a guy, we have a guy who goes ahead and comes to ask the following Shaila, where his Kli became Tomei, let's say with the Sheretz or something else, that's Pachos Micha Adasha, smaller than the size of a lentil. Now something smaller than the size of a lentil does not convey Tumah. Then I both say, that's Hilchos Tuma 101. Hilchos Tuma 101. When a guy shows up and asks that type of Shaila, so does that highlight a general pervasive ignorance in the laws of Tuma and Tara or not? And if he doesn't know about the laws of Adasha, lentil size, then maybe what that also means is what? He also doesn't know what? Head of Shemesh. He doesn't know the Lach of Head of Shemesh. So the Gemara said, Mar Savar Midahalo Gamar Harav Shemesh Namilo Gamar. So ultimately, again, Rabbi Shimon Shizuri says, the fact that the guy's asking this Shaila, that means he doesn't know the halachas of Harav Shemesh either. Therefore, we would prevent such a person from toveling his kalim by Ben Ashmashus out of a concern that he's going to think that when he tovels it Ben Ashmashus, it's ready to go immediately. Umar Saratanakama will hold and he'll say, no. Who, Mamar Savar, Ha, who, Dilo Gamar? Tanakama says that Allah said just because he's ignorant in this one particular area does not mean that he's ignorant in all of the halachos of Tumantara. So, so, so it turns out, according to Rava, it's really a fascinating machlokas, a very specific case where a guy comes to ask a question which essentially demonstrates he doesn't know basic halachos of Tuma and Tara. So the shaila is when someone exhibits basic, what is, here is, here's what it is. When someone, when someone displays basic ignorance, do you have to assume that it's pervasive ignorance, right? Do you have to assume it's comprehensive ignorance? Reb Shimon Shizuri says, yes. If he doesn't know the halachos of Tumah Kadasha, which again is Tumah 101, then you have to assume he doesn't know the din of Herav Shemesh, and therefore don't let this guy be tovel his kalim ben ashmashas. Tanakama says, no, sometimes people don't know certain things. But just because you don't know certain things, even if they're basic things, doesn't mean you know nothing. And therefore, even halach if he goes ahead and he asks about tumah we could still operate under the assumption that he understands the halach of what? Head of Shemesh by Kalim. And even if he's tovel by Ben Ashmashas, he's not going to really use the kli until when? Until the next day when there is head of Shemesh. Also, I'll just point out that this notion, that this statement was very... Um, very, very profound to me, this machshavto nikeras misoch ma'asov, that one's actions or one's thoughts, one's intent to become discernible through their actions. They both say, isn't this at the end of the day the goal of life? 
to have machshafto nikeres misoch masov. See, I will say, we have many ideas and ideals and hashkafas and ideas and principles. And it's wonderful. The shayla is, do they find expression in how I live? Do they find expression ultimately in how I conduct myself? What's the goal in life? The goal in life is to be a machshafto nikeres misoch ma'asav person. That I should live a life that people could tell what my ideals are, what my values are, not by what I say, but how I do. It's an interesting you sort of if you think about it. If somebody were to watch a video of one day of your life, you're like, oh no, 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 right? And if somebody were to watch a video of one day of my life and they were to take notes on that, would they be able to write down my entire value system watching one day of my life? The goal is to live a life like that. People love to speak about their ideology. There's only one problem. It remains a lot of speech and very little action. The goal is live a life where your actions speak your values. Live a life where your actions ultimately speak what you believe in. That's the machshavto nikeres misoch masav. There's so much to speak about this because this disconnect, this disconnect sometimes between what we believe and we genuinely believe, but how we behave and what we do is a very profound disconnect. You know, Rabbi Soloveitchik speaks out very quickly, the Gemara Masechus Sota, that speaks about, uh, the, the Gemara says that if, um, the Mishnah said that Hayarev Hayarach Levav, he who goes ahead and is fear, going on to war. So the Gemara says, the Torah says that if somebody is scared about the Averis they committed, they don't go out to war. So there's a discussion in the Gemara about what type of Averis don't you go out to war for, right? So the Gemara gives a dramatic example, Hasoch Bein Tefila If somebody speaks in between, between putting on the Shalyad and the Shalrosh, that's the type of Avera that you don't go out to war for. So it's pretty significant. Rabbi said so beautifully, what's the pshat? Why out of all Avera speaking between Shalyad and Shalrosh, Durav said something so beautiful. He said, the Shalrosh, your mind, represents your Hashkafas, your yidias in life. The yad is how you put things into action. A person who speaks between the shalyad and the shalrosh has a disconnect between what they believe in and how they live. Right? What I think, what I think here in my, all my yidias, my ashkafas, and what I do. A person who lives in a state of disconnect between what I believe and how I live, such a person shouldn't go out to battle. Shouldn't go out to battle because you'll be unsuccessful in the battle of life if there's a disconnect between what I believe and how I live. The goal is to create this incredible harmony between my hashkafas, my ideals, my ideas, and ultimately, again, the behaviors in my life as well. Such an incredible yisod. Weiter. Says the Gemara. Umat migav legav. You go, now both said the Mishnah also said that on Yom Tiv, as much as you're not permitted to go ahead and be tovel utensils, you can go ahead and be totally utensil from one purpose to another purpose. So this is an interesting case. Let's say your utensils, you were going to make wine and your kalim became tame. You totaled your kalim. So now they're totally ready to go. Now you decide you don't want to press grapes. You want to press olives. 
want to press olives. And you decide you would like to retovel your kalim to press olives. Now, both say, once your kalim are tahar, do you have to repress them in order to squeeze olives? No. No, but you decide. This is your chumrah. This, this is your thing. So the Gemara Mishnah says you have to do that on Yamtiv. Why can't you do that on Yamtiv? Because essentially the act is inconsequential. So essentially what the Mishnah is saying is if you want a chumrah tevila that is really of no halachic consequence, at the end of the day that is totally permitted. Good. So the Gemara says, so the Gemara says, What's the example of Chabura to Chabura? It's another case. Carbon Pesach. I, I, you have to go to the mikvah before you eat Karim Pesach because you have to be in a state of ritual purity. I went ahead and went to the, I went to the mikvah to eat with Chabura A. Then I got a better offer. Right? I got a better offer, better, better, uh, better portion with Chabura B. I decide I want to go to the mikvah now for the Kavana to eat with Chabura B. You can do that. Why can you do that? Why? Again, it's an inconsequential tefillah. The only time that Chazal said you can't tovel someone or something would be in a situation where the tefillah actually affects some level of change. But where the tefillah is simply halakhically inconsequential, you're permitted to do that on Yom Tif. Beautiful. Bosei come to an incredible sugi now. Beshamei Omrim. Bosei, it is incredible now. I just want to point out that we are doing this sugi now right before Yom Tif. Right before Yom Tif. And this is so important because Halavai, Mashiach will still come before Sukkis. Right? And there's going to be an incredible scramble. And you're going to be like, yeah, I got this. I was at Daf. I was at Daf and there was even donuts, right? And now, and, and, and you're going to be, everybody's going to be running around wondering what to do. All the karbanos, and you're going to see, Baruch Hashem, I learned Be'a Daf Yutes. See, may, maybe text, if you have friends, I know people have football this morning, or, right? So you might want to tell them, first of all, it doesn't start till 9.30. Remind, I try to remind the Hebrew about that every week, right? But, right, Ellie, I got this, thank you. But you also might want to tell them they should make do serious chazara. Says the Mishnah, Be'shamay Omrim, Beishamai says, talking about Karbanas Nabosai, you could bring Shlomim. Now remember, just to, just to talk about our terms, Shlomim is a Karban ultimately, again, that has three parts. Part of it goes on the Mizbeach, part of it goes to the Kohanim, part of it goes to the owners. Okay, so Beishamai says, you could bring Shlomim on Yamtiv, but you don't do Smicha. Nabosai, let's talk about this just a little bit. Smicha, we'll discuss this in greater depth, is the act of placing one's hands on the head of the animal and resting one's full weight on the head of the animal. Beishama says you're not allowed to do smicha on yamtiv. If you look at Rashi, Rashi in the Mishnah. So first of all, Rashi Shlamim, why can you bring Shlamim? So first you're allowed to bring Shlamim because since people eat it, it falls under, truth is, we'll call it under Ochal Nefesh for now, right? Because since people eat it, Halach Lamaisi can bring it on yamtiv. But you can't do smicha. Look at Rashi. Shasmicha asura mishum shvus. Shebechol koko hayasamach. So we'll say, listen to this. The is, one is not permitted to go ahead and utilize animals on Shabbos or Yom Tif. You're not allowed to utilize animals. Now we'll discuss again. Rashir quotes the, Rashir quotes the Mishnah about in rochvin al-gabe behema. You can't ride on an animal. So we'll discuss. There's a couple of issues related to it. First of all, there's a din of shvisas behema, that your animals are supposed to rest and not be worked on Shabbos and Yamtiv. There's also other secondary gezeras associated with animal usage. Point over here is Beishamai holds that the act of smicha represents the usage of an animal on Yamtiv which will be 
Aser. Which will be Aser. Shabbos says, So Beishamah says, You can bring Shlamim, right? Can't do smicha, avalo olos. But you can't go ahead and bring an Olo. Beishilo and Beishilo say, Mevi and Shlamim, va'olos is some kind of Beishamah says, You can do everything. You can bring Shlamim, you can bring Olos, and you're allowed to do smicha. Now, both say we're going to see in the Gemara that remember there are also different types of karbanos. There are karbanos that are related to yamtiv and karbanos that don't necessarily have a yamtiv purpose associated with them. But for now, Beishamai says you could bring you could bring shlamim, can't bring olos, no smicha. Beishilo says you could bring shlamim, you could bring olos, and ultimately again you could do smicha. So Ullah says, where's the Machlokis Yashem Esilam? Which Shami Chagiga. Now, say, what are Shami Chagiga? Shami Chagiga are Shlamim that you bring on Yamtiv, right? Why do you bring them? Why do you bring them? To have meat. To have meat. So the Gemara says, Machlokis Shami Chagiga Lismoch. So there's a Machlokis about doing Smicha on Shami Chagiga. Va'olas Ri'iya Likarev. And I will say the olas riyah is kishmokenu. Whenever you came for aliyah l'regal, there was a special ola offering that you brought called the olas riyah. So that's the, these are the machlokis cases. The beishamai savri v'chagosim also chagla Hashem. Beishamai holds you v'chagosim also chagla Hashem. Chagiga in olas riyah lo. So beishamai holds that alocha l'maisa on yamtiv. You can only bring a carbon chagiga because that's a shlamim and you get to eat of that meat, but no olasriya. No olasriya. So, in other words, according to the Shammai, when would you really ideally bring your olasriya? Erev yamtiv. Erev yamtiv. Beisilo says, the Pazik says, Lashem, call de la Hashem. Beisilo holds any carbon associated with the yamtiv, you're permitted to bring. What aren't you allowed to bring? So we'll say this is fascinating. But the Gemara is suggesting, and again, this is only one opinion. We're going to see it's a three-way machlokas. Ula is suggesting the machlokas with Sham is 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 on two levels. Beis Shammai says you could bring Shlamim, you can't bring Olos. Right? Shlamim you could bring. Why? Because that provides you with meat for Yamtiv. Ola you can't bring because there's no meat in that for you. That's an Ola. Ola you bring on Erev Yamtiv. Beis holds... Any carbon that is associated with the yamtiv, la Hashem, you're permitted to bring. Both Beisil and Beisham, I agree that what? What can't you bring? Nidarm and Nidavas. In other words, carbonos that have nothing to do with the yamtiv. Though, even if they're going to bring you meat, even if they're going to give you meat, you can't bring those on yamtiv. So the Gemara Sevechino, Ravad Barava, Ravad Baravas, he, he supported this position. Nidarm and Nidavas, and Krebi Yamtiv, that you can't bring Nidarm and Nidavas on yamtiv. Good. So the Gemara says, "Meisar is the kasha." Amr Bishim ben Alazar lo nechel kubeishan beisilal al ola sheinol shayamtiv sheinol kreva. Supposed to listen to this. Rabbi Alazar says both beisilal and and beishame agree on a non a non yamtiv ola a non yamtiv ola. Everyone agrees you cannot bring on yamtiv. Viashlamim shein shayamtiv shekreven yamtiv. And yet both beisilal and beishame agree. On shlamim that are associated with yamtiv, that you are allowed to bring them. Ama nechleku. So what do they disagree about? Al ola shal yamtiv, v'al shlamim she'ino shal yamtiv. What do they disagree about? They disagree. They disagree about a yamtiv ola or on shlamim that are not part of yamtiv. Shebe shamay omrim lo yavi. Be shamay says you can't bring. Ube silo omrim yavi. Be silo says you can. Now we'll say according to this, be silo would allow you to bring nedarim and nedavas. 
that are not related to yamtiv on yamtiv as long as what? As long as what? As long as they're shlamin. As long as they provide you with meat. Contradiction. Taritz ve'ema hachi amrab shimon alazar. So you rather change the brisa. This is how you have to read it. Amrab shimon alazar lo nechleku beisham beisila al olo shlamim she'inon shayamtiv beis shamay and beisil don't disagree about both olan shlamim that are not related to yamtiv she'inon craven biyamtiv. So I'll say in this in this emendation over here we're going to change it to say that no, but both beisil and beishamay agree that alocha lemaisa. Any olos, excuse me, any carbonos not related to yamtiv cannot be brought. What do they argue about? What do they argue about? They argue about the yamtiv ola. says you can't bring it. says you can't bring it. So we changed, we changed Rav Shimon Alazar to fit better with what we said before. To which Rav Yosef comes along and says, I'm Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef Amar, Tanoi shakalta me'alma. Why are you trying to reconcile the opinions? This is a machlokes tanem. They both say the machlokes v'sham v'sila, or better stated, the parameters of the machlokes v'shama and v'sila is a machlokes tanoim. And here we go. This sanya, they both say, here we go. We're going to have a multi-way, a multi-way machlokes. It's very exciting. This sanya shlomim haboy machmas yamtiv. Both say so. First category shlamim haboy machmas yamtiv, which means. Karbanos Shlamim, which again, as we spoke about before, are Karbanos which supply the owners with meat, in addition to a part of the Mizbeach, a part to the Kohanim. So those Shlamim that are brought Machmas Yamtiv, Yamtiv purpose. So Beishamai Omrim Somechaleim Erev Yamtiv, V'shochten B'Yamtiv. So here we go. Beishamai says, you could shecht it on Yamtiv, but what? But what? When do you do Smicha? When do you Smicha? Erev Yamtiv. Now both say, I'm going to give you coming attractions. I don't, I don't want to spoil this for you because I, I want the excitement to build towards tomorrow's death. But I am going to tell you this now, the very important piece of information. There's going to be another riveting machlokas, which is, do you require smicha takeif l'shchita or not? Does smicha have to occur right before shchita or not? Now, we're not going to deal with that today. That's going to be tomorrow's death. But I'm pointing out over here that we just saw something very interesting. That Veshamai says, you are allowed to shecht any yamtiv related shlamim on yamtiv, right? You're allowed, you're allowed to shecht any yamtiv shlamim on yamtiv. What can't you do? Smicha. When do you do smicha? Erev yamtiv. Okay, just hold on to that. Obeisil and Obeisil will say, no, somechalim biyamtiv, v'shoktim yamtiv. Obeisil says you can do smicha and shchit. And I will say, now what I want to point out of here is forget about smicha for right now because we'll, we'll, we'll loop back with that tomorrow, Amir Hashem. The point to remember over here is that both Beishamai, according to this version, both Beishamai and Beishila are agreeing that you can shecht Yamtiv-related shlamim on Yamtiv. Okay, that, that, that's point number one. Aval, Aval, Amu Beis, Aval, Nedarim Unadavas Divriakol in Kraven Yamtiv. However, so Beisham Beisila will say that both agree that Nedarim and Nedavas meaning non, non-yumptive, nidaram and nidavas, cannot be offered up on say So again, in opinion number one, the machlokis veshan veshilo is really only going to be about olos, right? Veshilo will say you could offer up olos yumptive on yumptive. Veshame will say you can't. But when it comes to shlamim of yumptive, everyone agrees you could offer them up on Yamtiv. There's a machlokis about smicha, but we'll leave that on the side. Nedarim and Nedavas, 
Everyone agrees you can't offer up. So the Gemara says, Vahani Tanoi, Kani Tanoi, and this Tanoi reflects the following Tanoi, this Sanyo, Ein Mevian Toda Bechagamatso. So we'll say this is so fascinating. You can't bring a carbon Toda on, on Pesach, right? That's a technical issue because the carbon Toda was one of the only carbonos that had Chomets associated with it. So you can't bring a, remember a carbon toda had 40 loaves, right? Some of them were chametz. So you can't bring a carbon toda on Pesach because of the chametz inside of the carbon toda. You also can't bring a carbon toda on Shavuos. Why can't you bring a carbon toda on Shavuos? Why not? Because it's yamtiv. Now, now we'll discuss exactly what this means. And remember again, I will say, a toda is a nether. Right, a toda is a nether offering. Right, so you can't so you can't bring it on Pesach because it's chametz. You can't even bring it on Shavuos. Ultimately, again, because it is a nether. So, avamevi adam But you can bring your toda on Sukkot. And I both say the Gemara is going to say that makes no sense. If you can't bring it on Shavuos, ultimately, again, because it is a nether, then how can you bring it on Sukkot? But again, hold on to it. Say, isn't this incredible? Right, isn't this incredible? Because I'll tell you the truth. This is very halacha lamaisa. Because Halavai Mashiach will come in the next couple of days, we all most probably have Karbanos Toda that we have to bring, right? Because everyone at some point in time has some, has some you know, you know, Baruch Hashem, near-death experience that we were saved from something, something that we have to bring Karbanos Toda from. So this is very Lemaisa, very Lemaisa. Mashiach is going to be rebuilt. Price just told me I could potentially bring a carbon Toda on Sukkis. I don't understand what that means. Because he just told me, I can't bring it on Pesach because it's Chametz. I can't bring it on Shavuos because it's Yantiv and it's a Neder, right? And so how can I bring it on Sukkis? Okay, stay tuned. Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, Hare Omer, Rabbi Shimon says that makes no sense. Because the Torah says, um, links the Regolim together. Once you can't bring something on one of the regalim, then what? You can't bring on any of the regalim. Okay, we'll reconcile that in just a bit. Rabbi Lazar Shimon says, A person can bring his toda on Sukkis. And not only that, not only that, you could be yotze the mitzvah of simcha with that carbon toda. Which I will say ultimately means that what? That Allah now what does that mean? It means that the carbon toda could supply you with meat for yamtiv, supply you with meat for yamtiv, and that meat could be used to satisfy your mitzvah of simcha on yamtiv. However, the ain yotze bamishum chagiga. But you cannot use your carbon you cannot use your carbon toda for your chagiga. Now I will say we're gonna discuss this at the end of the daf. There's a very simple reason for that. The, the, the carbon chagiga is an obligatory offering, right? Every time you come to the base hamikdash for one of the regalim, you must bring a carbon chagiga. A carbon chagiga, any obligatory offering, could only come from chulin, something that is not already consecrated. So if you have a carbon toda ready to go, you cannot use that to satisfy another obligation. So the carbon toda cannot satisfy your obligation for chagiga. What can it satisfy your obligation for? Simcha. Because we'll say, what is simcha and yamtiv? Simcha and yamtiv is basr. It's basr. So as long as you have basr, as long as you have meat, 
It doesn't matter where the meat came from. So even if the meat came ultimately again from a carbon toda, that's fine also. Let's go back and analyze. We're going to analyze each of these pieces. You can't bring a carbon toda on Pesach because it has chametz, to which the Gemara says pshita. Let's say, of course you can't bring a carbon toda on Pesach. It has chametz. What's the shayla? What's the shayla? Oh, watch this. No. When we say that you can't bring the carbon toda on Pesach, it doesn't mean on Pesach. When does it mean? When does it mean? Ere Pesach. Why can't I bring a carbon toda on Ere Pesach? Watch this. Oh, I will say, this is incredible. In general, you are not permitted to go ahead and bring a carbon in a way that it has a diminished window of consumption. Every carbon has a window of consumption. You can't bring a carbon in a way where it are at a time where you diminish or lessen that window of consumption. Because essentially, what are you doing if you do that? What are you doing? You're almost creating a scenario where you're going to have leftovers from the carbon. And what happens to carbonic leftovers? They're burnt. So this is a general din of a Nevi'an carbonos lebeisapsul means you cannot bring carbonos in a way in which it's going to have a diminished window of consumption. Look at Rashi, right, right across lebeisapsul shemayit zman You diminish the amount of time you have to consume the carbon. So we'll say, listen to this. So the, so the, the Gemara is not coming to teach me that you can't bring a carbon toda on Pesach. That's obvious that you can't bring a carbon toda on Pesach. Carbon toda on Pesach. That's obvious. Obvious. Poshet. You can't even bring it on Erev Yom Tiv. Why not? Because since on Erev Yom Tiv, you can only eat chametz until the fourth hour. By definition, you're going to cause leftovers, carbonic leftovers, and we don't bring a carbon in that type of situation. You also can't bring a carbon toda on Shavuos. Why? Because it's Yom Tiv. Both say that's an easy one. You can't go ahead and bring it on Yom Tov. Why? Because it appears everyone holds, both Beisham Beisilo, that we don't bring Nidarim and Nidavas on Yom Tov. Now, we're going to challenge that assertion. We're going to see there is an opinion that argues on that. But for now, that is a, that is a universally accepted principle. You can't bring Nidarim. Both say, remember again, Nidarim and Nidavas are what? What are they? They're voluntary offerings. You can't bring voluntary offerings on Yom Tov. But how, what, are, what was the last part of the Baisha? But yet the Bryce has said, you can bring your carbon, you can bring your toda on Sukkis. So let's analyze this. Amos, when on Sukkis are you bringing your toda? If you say you're bringing it on Yom Tiv itself, so it can't be that you're bringing the actual carbon on Sukkis, on Yom Tiv. Why? Because what, what did we just get finished saying? You can't bring the Dharma and the Davas on Yom Tiv. Ela b'cholo shamoit. Well, so now when it says that you could bring your carbon toda ultimately on Sukkis, what does it mean? When on Sukkis? When on Sukkis? Chalamayr. Chalamayr. But say, can you imagine for a moment, like, you know, Baruch a person is blessed with children, right? So, you know, one of, one of, sometimes one of the most challenging things, Chalamayr should be our challenges. Chalamayr trips, right? What are we doing for Chalamayr, right? I'll say, and, and again, and what starts, often what starts out is, oh, that's so exciting, Mamish, about 15 minutes in, 15 minutes in. Okay, good, you know how it ends. Let's say, so, so, so you know what's incredible? You know what's incredible? 
when the Beis HaMikdash is rebuilt with Shatovo Mitzlachos, you know what the Cholomite trip is? Let's go to Harabais. Let's go to Harabais. And the great part about that Cholomite trip is, it doesn't matter how many times you've done it, it's always exciting. It's always exciting. Right? Kindalach, pack up, pack up the snacks and the sheep, right? Then let's go, then let's go. You'll have a sheep rack, right? You'll have a sheep rack on your, on your odyssey, right? You put a little sheep rack on top there, right? And, 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 and you go, and you go. And, and absolutely, just, just think about how much everything in life will be so dramatically different when everything, especially on Yom Tov, forget about the aquarium. If I see one more fish in a tank, right, I'm going to kill someone. I forget it, right? But, but, but again, imagine you go to the base Hamikdash, you offer up your carbonos, the children see all of Klali's all converging. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be incredible. So when do you offer up your toda? When do you offer it up? An Chalamayim. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Harehu Omer, Bechagamatos, Bechagashos, Bechagasukos. So Rabbi Shimon says that doesn't work. I'll tell you why it doesn't work. Because the Pasuk links all of the Regalim together. Chagamatos, Chagashavos, Chagasukos. And what do we learn from that? Kol Sheba Bechagamatos, Ba Bechagashavos. O Bechagasukos. Vechol Shalom Ba Bechagamatos, Ema Ba Bechagashavos, Bechagasukos. So I will say, interesting, from Shimon comes along and says, I hear what you're saying, meaning I hear you can't bring a toda on Pesach, right, or Erev Pesach because chametz. I can't bring a toda on Shavuos, ultimately, again, why? Because Nadarim and Nadavis don't come on Yom Tif. I bet I can bring it on Sukkis. When on Sukkis? When on Sukkis? Chalamai. Teacher Shavuos says, no, that's not the way it works. The Regalim are looked at as a package deal. Right, so whatever you can bring on one, you can bring on the others. And if you can't bring it on one, you can't bring it on any of them. So once you can't bring it on Shavuos and Pesach, by definition, you can't bring it on Sukkis either. So I'm asking for Rabbi Zera, Hashda Saluse Misala Sinan, Nedarim says, I understand what you're saying, but it doesn't make sense. If at the end of the day, you could chop wood on Chalamide. Right? You could chop wood on Chalamide. So what does it mean? Look at Rashi. So Lucy Misalcinon. Rashi says, Loktin Eitzim Basodim and Amechubar Becholoshamoid. The same white cotton. Kotitzin Eitzim and Amechubar. We'll say, if you need wood, you need to fire up your stove. Or it's chilly and you want to go ahead and put wood on your fireplace to warm up the house. Are you allowed to chop down wood on Chalamide? Yeah. You're allowed to do Malachan Chalamayid So again, comes along Rabbi Zira and says, Rabbi Shimon, I understand what you're saying, but that all the Yom Tovim are one unit. But at the end of the day, if on Chalamayid Sukkis you're allowed to chop wood, you're going to tell me you can't bring your carbon dodo? Does, does, does that make sense? In other words, I understand I can't bring Toda on Pesach. Why? 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 Chalamayid. I can't bring it on Shavuos. Why? Yom Tov. And there's no Chalamayid. Sukkis, I have a chalamayid. I have a chalamayid there. And again, there's no chametz problem. So if I could chop down wood on chalamayid sukkis, let's start a chalamayid. I can't bring a carbon toda. Does that, does that make sense? So the Gemara says, I'm Rabaye. So Abaye says, Abaye says, Bakrava kuli amalamo pligi. The shari. I was listening to this. Abaye comes along and says, the truth is, when it comes to the carbon toda, when it comes to the offering of the carbon toda, everyone agrees that you could offer it up on chalamayid sukkis. Right? Everyone agrees. Chalamites, because remember again, it's only Chalamites, because Pesach, you can't bring it because of Chametz, right? Shavuos, you can't bring it because it's Yamtiv, and the Dharma and can't be brought on Yamtiv. So everyone agrees that you could bring a carbon toda. And we'll say, isn't this incredible? We're learning Hilchos Karbanas for Chalamites, Sukkis. Such a uni- such a. S- two days before Yamtiv, is this not wild? Is it- we'll say, I don't know what else I could do. I mean, we have coffee, <laughs> we, we have donuts, and it's like. Uh, 
Okay, good. Let's say this is this is incredible. This is absolutely incredible. What is going on over here? This is incredible, incredible stuff. Two days before Sugis, and we just happen to be learning the sugya of bringing a carbon toda, which we're all gonna probably have to bring on Chalamite Sugis. It's incredible. So comes along Rabbi Zayir and says, comes along Rabbi and he says like this. Back, Rava, when it comes to offering up the carbon talna chalamai, kuli amalo pligi deshari, everyone agrees that ultimately it's going to be mutter. Everyone agrees that it's mutter. Ki pligi, so where's the machlokas? The mekum alai babalta acher. Oh. I will say, watch this. Watch this. Sabai says, no, no, no. You could offer up a carbon toda on chalamai tzakis. Because I will say, I want to point out, even though generally we do accept the premise, that the regalim are linked. That we do. But it happens to be that I'm asking here that Allah Chalamai saw, you can offer up a carbon toda on Chalamai Sukkis. You can. You are allowed to. There's actually a different machlokis unfolding over here, which is the constabal ta'akhir. I will say, when you, when you pledge to go ahead and bring a carbon, you have a certain amount of time to go ahead and honor that promise. Right? So remember again, for example, a carbon toda falls into the category of Ndarmin and Dallas. So you have, so balta acher means do not delay in fulfilling your word. So I'll say, now watch this. This is incredible. The machlokis is about balta acher. So what's the machlokis? Here we go. Tanakama savar, shalosh regalim amrachmano, afilu shalokisidron. Tanakama is saying that when it comes to balta acher, how long do you have to honor your carbonic commitments? Three regalim. But those three regalim need not be in order. So for example, I'll say, the order that the Torah often refers to them is, is Chagamatos, Chagashavuos, or Bechagasukos. Pesach, Shavuos, Sukkis. Right? That, that's, off, that's the order. Tanakama holds, you have three regalim, but it doesn't matter, but the order is irrelevant. So, for example, if you went ahead and you made a nether, or you have to bring a carbon toda, and that obligation was generated before Sukkis, you have Sukkis, Pesach, Shavuos. Right? That's, that's your order. So you have three regalim, but the, the biblical order that the Torah states them in is not, is not, the, is not the binding order. Reb Shimon Omer, Kisidran in, Shiloh Kisidran lo. Reb Shimon says, no, the order is Ma'akev. The order is Ma'akev, which I will say something very interesting. So for example, if you made a neder or a nedava before Sukkis, in fact, you really have until when? Right? The following Sukkis. As you have a Pesach, Shavuos, Sukkis, so effectively you're going to get what? Potentially four regalim out of that. Take a look at Rashi for just a moment. Rashi says, "Keep legally In fact, I will say we're actually not talking about the ability to offer up toda on on chalamayitzukis. You can offer up a toda on chalamayitzukis. The machlokus I'll be here is about how long do you have to honor your commitments. So I'm just going to read the first part. Rashi says, "Tanakama savar chalamayacher nidro shalosh regalim afilu shalokisidron over bebal ta'acher." Ultimately, again, Tanakama holds that halacha lemaisa, you have three regalim, right? So, and when, when does the clock start? When does the clock start? From the regal which you are closest to, right? That's when the clock starts. The order of the regalim is irrelevant. It will say if you skip down in Rashi to the second wide line in Rashi, the middle of the second wide line, Va'asrab Shimon the Meimar, Hari Hu Omer, Kisidran in, Shalo Kisidran lo. Hilchach, Hanodra Lefne Sukos, so we'll say, listen to this. Shreb Shimon says, Shreb Shimon says, no, in fact, the order is Ma'akev. And therefore, again, you have Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkis. And therefore, even if you made a nether before Sukkis, you'll actually end up getting an entire year 
to go ahead and honor your commitments. So we'll say back to the Gemara. Rashi goes through how they each interpret the Pesukim, but I don't know that we need that for our conversation. So the Gemara says this, Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Eliezer Shimon says, Maybe Adam Todasa Bechaga Sukos. Eliezer Shimon says, The person can bring his Toda during Sukis. Amos, when is that? When can you bring your Toda on Sukis? If you hold that he's talking about Chalamaid, then he's effectively saying the same thing as the Tanakamo. Ella biyamtiv. Rather, I will say he's actually saying that you could actually bring your carbon toda on yamtiv. Vikasavar nedarim unedavas craven biyamtiv. Wow. Wow. So we'll say here you have it. Remember, I told you, I told you what would happen, and here it happened. Which we'll say, so now there is this opinion. Up until now, we thought it was a universally held belief that what? You cannot bring Nidarim and Nidavas on Yomtiv. Kamash Walon, we see that there is an opinion who holds that you can. That Allah Lamaisa, Allah Lamaisa, Rabbi Lazar holds, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar holds that Allah Lamaisa, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon holds that Allah Lamaisa, Nidarim and Nidavas Craven the Yumtiv itself. Absolutely incredible. Umaishna Chagasukos denakit Rabbi Eliezer Rabbi Shimon. Umay right denakit. Why does he? So why is he? Why if you hold that a carbon toda can be offered up on Yumtiv Rabosai, then it can be offered up also when Shavuos. Right, the only time it can be offered up is Pesach because of Chametz. So why does he dafka choose Sukkis to illustrate this idea? So the Gemara Rabbi Eliezer Rabbi Shimon letamei desanya. Rabbi Eliezer Rabbi Shimon Omer lo Amar Chagasukos Shab lo Yomar Chagasukos. We'll say ultimately again the Torah did not need to mention specifically Chagasukos because actually that's the that's the context in which the Torah is discussing the Regalim. So why does it have to mention it to teach you what Sheze Acharon? Sheze Acharon teaches me that what that Halacha Lemaisa for Baal Ta'acher purposes, right? In order to be in violation of, delay, of delaying your carbonic obligations, you need what? The order. And what's the order? Pesach, Shavuos, Sukkis. And you are only in violation of Baal Ta'acher if you go ahead and you, and you delay the three regalim in their proper order. Rabbi Lezer Shimon Omer, Lomar Shezeh Goreim. Rabbi says, no, it says Sukkis to teach you that what? That Sukkis is Goreim. What does it mean Sukkis is Goreim? So look at Rashi. Three lines are from the bottom. Last three, last four words in the line. Shezeh Goreim. Es baltaacher. Shafilu nadar lifneachag. Kevan sha'avar alav chaga Sukkos over. Wow. Well, say, this is, this is like wild. Rabbi Shimon is coming along and introducing a totally new idea, which is when do you violate baltaacher? When do you violate baltaacher? After one yamtiv. After one yamtiv. So Jose is a little bit mind blowing because what we have over at Rabbi Lozor Shimon is like blowing this open on multiple levels. First of all, Rabbi Lozor Shimon holds that Allah Isa, you could go ahead and offer up Nidaram and Nidavas on yamtiv itself. On yamtiv itself. That's Aleph. Bays, what else is he saying? That Allah Isa, once, once a regal passes, once Sukkis passes, so for example, if you made your neder or nedava before the yamtiv of Sukkis, once that yamtiv passes, then Allah Chalamaisa, what? You are in violation of Baal Ta'acher. Right? right? So we're going to see. It would seem to be that he's not necessarily saying Sukkis specific. That it seems to be the violation of Baal Ta'acher occurs after any one regal. See, up until now, we thought that when it came to Baal Ta'acher, Everyone agreed that what? Everyone agreed that what? 
You get three regalim. The machlokes is what? The machlokes is kisidron or shalok kisidron. Right? Do you, do you need three regalim in the order? Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkis, or any three regalim? In other words, that the, when, when does the clock start? Does the clock start at Pesach? Or does the clock start when? When? When you make your neder or nedava, and the first regal that comes after that. But everyone was agreeing that Allah Chalamaisa, you need three regalim. Comes on Rabbi Lazar Mishin and says, oh, by the way, I don't hold to that. I hold that Allah Chalamaisa, all you need is what? All you need is one regal. All you need is one regal in order to go ahead and start the clock. So I will say, so we have, so just, so just to put out there everything we have. We have a whole bunch of machlokism over here. So remember, we've gone away a little bit from the machlokis Beisham, based on the Mishnah, which will come back to Amir Hashem. But other than the machlokis, we'll say just how do we paskin? We paskin that Nedarma and Nedavas are not offered up on Yomtiv. That's how we paskin. Ain Nedarma and Nedavas came from Yomtiv. We do paskin that Nedarma and Nedavas are offered up when? On Chalamay. On Chalamay. So any Nedarma and Nedavas you could offer up. So come and told her, you could offer up on Chalamay. We do paskin. Ain Mevian. Ein Mevian Kadshim. Right, which is that you never offer up a carbon in a way in which we have in which you have a diminished window. Right? So I say, so just so you know, we don't offer up a carbon toda on Erev Pesach. How do we know this? We find this finds contemporary expression as well. On Erev Yamtiv, we on Erev Pesach, we don't say Mizmar the Soda. Right? Mizmar the Soda, that section of Psuki the Zimra, that paragraph is there as a remise to the carbon toda. We do not say that on Erev Pesach because the carbon toda was not offered. How do we paskin in terms of Baal Ta'acher? We paskin ultimately against Shalosh Regalim, Afilu Shalo Kisidron. That when you go ahead and you make a, you make a, you, you pledge, you, you make a carbon, not me, sorry, you vow to bring a carbon, that Halacha Lamaisa, you have three Regalim, you have three Regalim to be able to do that, but those Regalim need not come in order. After the, after the passage of three Regalim, Halacha Lamaisa, you are in violation of Baal Tachir. I will say, we'll stop over here for today. We'll pick up Emirat Sashem with the rest of the Sugi, incredible Sugi ahead of us, going into Yom Tiv, Shkoyach. Okay, incredible Gimaras.